It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today I'm here with Erin Hickok. Today we are talking about fantasy. And the reason this came up, the reason I say we should talk about fantasy, uh, first of all, it's a big deal, but I get so many Instagram DMs from people talking about their fantasies. And there's typically a lot of shame that they have associated with it. They're like, I have this fantasy. Is there something wrong with me? And they're like, tell me this amazing fantasy that I'm reading. I'm like, oh my God, like that's fucking hot. That's amazing. What an awesome fantasy. And then the very end, it's like, is this normal? Is something wrong with me? And it makes me sad. It makes me really sad that people have, have that, you know, and it's just like all other aspects of our sexuality that have been shamed for so long. Fantasies are another, another one of those. So uh, I think we should have some fun with fantasies. (laughs) (laughs) And I would love to hear a fantasy of yours. Uh, do you want to hear a fantasy that hasn't been fulfilled or a fantasy that has been fulfilled? Oh, hmm. well, well, I kind of want to hear both. Let's start with one that hasn't been fulfilled yet. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so tropical, totally tropical, beautiful beach, like a a shack on the beach and like a week with my lover to explore, to explore all of them. Yeah, explore all of them. Uh, And just like the time and and devotion to pleasure uh, with the lover and that much focused energy. Yes. That sounds amazing. Any specific beach? 
You know, I am I am open, uh, but I do know that it has very white sand, a uh, very like crystal turquoise water. It's breezy. And are you having sex on this beach? Oh yes. <laughs> okay, so is it a is it a private beach or are you an exhibitionist? Hmm. Well, in my fantasy, it is a private beach, and I'm also an exhibitionist. <laughs> So if you kind of if you got caught, it might be all right. <laughs> it might be all right. It might be all right. Uh, yeah, that might, that might be okay. <laughs> um, I think I would like to. I would like to have the whole week. So maybe just get caught once <laughs> during the week. <laughs> oh. oh God. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I. I had, I mean, I think dreams are also fantasy because, you know, it's like the subconscious playing out different things. They can be fantasy and clearly not always, but I woke up yesterday morning and I was just in such bliss because I had had, I woke up from the most amazing dream. One of my lovers who is definitely like probably my favorite, he's in Canada. And so not really much way to see him right now and so it's been a while it's been like almost seven months actually and uh yeah so but we still message and you know do like the we do the whole virtual sex thing which is hot super hot like crazy fucking hot but it's still not the same you know and like ah, god I just had the most amazing dream just I could feel him on me and I could just smell him and just taste like it was so vivid like everything about him was so clear and oh god of course the first thing I woke up I was like oh my god I had the most amazing dream about you and then like that went into <laughs> fun virtual stuff but yeah I can't wait until he gets his hands on me again <laughs> there's something so beautiful about sharing fantasies also like with like acceptance and like the flirtation and oh, oh I just love that yeah I know so I mean, sexuality, like, why, why would fantasies be so shamed? Why are people so embarrassed of these things? Um, you know, it's like similar with masturbation or watching porn or being attracted to different types of people or having different kinks, like just shame, shame, shame shows up everywhere. And that's really my desire is to help people and to to be someone who is talking about sex in these open ways so that way it can become more normalized people can realize hey I'm not alone you know and I'm clearly we're not the only ones doing this there are a lot of people thankfully leading the way with us uh, in this in this uh, revolution of unlocking our sexuality again but there's still so much to do around it and like fantasies are just our our desires like and what and that is really the root of this like desire has been shamed and desire like 
it's almost in this culture, like it's not okay to, to have desire. It's not okay to, uh, to really want something. If you see somebody that really wants something and goes for it, they often are put down for it. And like, so I think even deeper than just fantasy, desire is shamed. And that's one of the things that I love about Tantra. The Tantric tradition is focused on desires. It's like really experience your desires, go fully into your desires, find out what your truest desires are, like not just the surface desires, but go deep, 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 like get to the root of what do you really, really want? And then from there, like create your life in a way that you can live and fulfill those desires. And that's very counter to, to most spiritual teachings. Most spiritual, spiritual teachings are more along the lines that our desires are bad, our desires are wrong. You know, we shouldn't have desires. We should disassociate from desires. We shouldn't have worldly pleasures, things like that. Our worldly pleasures, our desires keep us from God rather than in, in Tantra. It's more of like, experience them fully, experience this presence, experience this life, this body that you're living in right now, fully experience all of this. And that really, to me, ties in to, to fantasy. I think that is brilliant, Sarah Rose. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I've, that's my, my experience in, uh, in going after what I want. I, like I've had external, um, like resistance or like people have like, like had conflict with me because, because of that, that, that pursuing of that desire. And we see it, we see it all the time in our society, exactly the same way that we see we see uh, people being shamed uh, for masturbation and we see it also, yeah, like that you're talking about people with like different expressions of what feels good to them, of who they love, right? And it's like this, this practice of being with life and digging deep into the desire because we will, we would get tricked if we just go on that surface level. We get tricked into thinking we desire this thing. We've got to really feel it and see what it is. And you know, what's in there is your beautiful light that wants to be creatively expressed in the world. Like this, this is what's great for people. I mean, it feels so good to just be lit up with like the thing that you're on purpose for. I mean, people are searching for purpose, their passion, and people are talking about that. Well, here's a space where that that is and that grows and and sexuality isn't just like having sex with people sexuality is this beautiful energy that it's our responsibility to circulate to circulate with with people how we choose to do that and also with our creations that we're making in the world our creative flow is directly tied to our desire it's living a life lit up feels incredible and if people knew what was possible on the other side of trauma, on the other side of shame, on the other side of blaming and projecting and just all of that. Like, yes, you have to walk through the anger, the sadness, the grief, all of the different pieces of it. But what is on the other side? It is magic, pure magic. And you were the one who 
contains it. That's what's so beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Get excited. <laughs> oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> You're right. Like I've been since uh, really pursuing my passions, like getting really like embodying Tantra and going for it and creating my company and brand and like just I had this desire to create a, a revolution, to be part of this bigger, this bigger revolution that's happening, to, to be a leader, to really get Tantra out there to the masses so that way people could have amazing, incredible sex. And you know, I've been I attacked for so many angles, like, you know, people trying to come at me, oh, you're a woman, you think you can teach men about sex? Oh, you, who do you think you are talking about sex? Who do you think you are having a business like that? Who do you think you are putting yourself out there in a sexy way? You're holding women back like everything that you're doing is, is the way you express yourself is totally against what we need to be doing for progress, things like that. Just attack, 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 attack on my desires and my desire to help people break through all this shit. And you know, like the more visible you become, the more attacks there are, like the, the larger the peanut gallery gets. And so... <laughs> People just love, love to bring you down. And it's ultimately because they are so unfulfilled in themselves. They're not fully expressed. They're not self-actualizing. They're not letting their, their desires lead their way. I have the, the motto that I live by, pleasure is my true north. And like, if that is really how I'm living my life, like what is lighting me up? What is making my pussy wet? And if it's, if I'm not doing that, if I'm not living my life in those ways, then I'm denying my pleasure. I'm denying myself my desires. I'm not going to self-actualize. I'm not going to live the life of my dreams. And most people just aren't. Most people are really unhappy and they're stuck in the status quo. They're stuck in the grind. And like, I've been there. I've been in that state of of suffering and just, you know, doing the day to day and not feeling fulfilled and being in relationship that I'm very unhappy in. And like, I've done that. I don't want to go back to that. And I don't want other people to be living like that. So like, I spend my life trying to help people out of that so they can move into living a life that is one of like bringing that fantasy into their body and creating it as reality. And that's one of the practices that we do a lot in the Man on Fire program is seeing themselves like this vision of themselves as the man that they truly desire to be, like the full expression of that man, and then bringing that vision inside of their body and experiencing it in five senses reality. And like from that place, you can, you see that and your, your brain starts to take action steps, moving you into that life that you, that you've seen, that you want to live, that you've just created and you've, you're making an internal physical reality, but you got to start with, what do I really want? What do I really desire? Mm -hmm. That process of self-discovery is the key it's the key to everything. 
it's that pathway of self exploration and self expression. Uh, and then we keep doing it. We keep playing again and again because the desires don't stop. <laughs> they just they just get bigger. Yes. They're just like, oh, I did this. Like, what's the next step? And the next step. And that's why it's such a joy to share this with people because it is just so brilliant. Like what is possible in all the areas of life, relationship and sexuality and business. Like this is all connected. This is all connected to anything that we uncover for ourselves and get to know like in our own self-discovery, of course it applies to every area of our lives. Of course we'll up-level. And then of course there's going to be more desire and more discovery. That's exactly what I said last night. I was telling them about how like when I started this process, uh, I, was, I was doing the Man on Fire class last night and I was telling the guys about like really take this seriously, like really go for it, like fully embody this because that's exactly what happens. You will have some desires and you will think like, oh, this is the ultimate, right? And then suddenly you're living that ultimate and then you want more. And it's like, okay, what's next? Give me the next, like this isn't enough. And like, it's so amazing. And it's really empowering to have that type of say, that conscious say in your life, rather than just being at the play of the world around you. Clearly we live in a physical reality. Clearly there are limitations that we have um, based on that physical reality. But there is so much of reality that isn't based in physical reality. That's just stories that we create. And so use your fantasies to create the story of the life that you want to live. And when it comes to sexual fantasies, like, don't be ashamed of them love them, enjoy them. Like they're juicy, they're blissful. There's, they're like, you know, and I, I get that some people do have sexual fantasies that, that really bother them. Like for instance, um, if a woman has a, a rape fantasy and that really bothers her, um, she doesn't want to have that. So there are ways that you can, you can work with that. And in, in a couple of different angles. So you can work around it to figure out the root of the rape fantasy. Where is that coming from? A lot of times because of the conditioning that women have that sex is dirty, it's dangerous, it's bad, uh, that shows up in them being attracted to something that is dirty, dangerous, or bad because they have that association with their sexuality and it takes that to feel turned on. If women have experienced sexual abuse, especially from childhood, and they have that violation as part of their, their sexual association, then that can be what's necessary for them to feel turned on. So in a way, that's a, that's a kink um, that has occurred at some point in their lifetime. And so there are ways to, to move through that, to, to heal that. And also, but again, like shaming yourself for having that is, is just going to, to cause even more pain. And, you know, it's, it's not your fault that you're having, having these, some, some women though, they've, they haven't had any type of sexual abuse and they still get off on 
something like that, a, a type of rape fantasy. So there's our sexuality is very complex and it's not just from this lifetime. Like we have through epigenetics so many lifetimes of, of genes expressing themselves in us that that play out in in the subconscious and in the unconscious as well and you know kind of come up in these ways so but again just starting with self-love self-acceptance is going to go so far in helping you heal and just begin to enjoy sexuality yeah absolutely i feel like the like the natural tendency like in our culture is to shame and blame things and we're brought up that way and like i understand that that's like the automatic you know response but that acceptance and self love like you said like that is the pathway for for us to heal those parts of ourselves and we can even find there's a whole spectrum of play and pleasure possible like so if if we if we just let ourselves see the possibilities and you know maybe try new things for ourselves and help bring us more kinds of pleasure from more places you know we're still going to it doesn't all have to be like super dark address this one thing it's like gosh like what's beyond that there's so much there's so much possible and there's so much i think something people should know is there's so much sensation play that's like not even like necessarily like sex or what people might call sex there's like a there's like that whole spectrum in there that's really fun for us to do even with ourselves like for me i went through a whole process um, because i was raised by someone who was very abused and so my relationship with sexuality you know it was very warped and so it took me it took me a whole process of first getting clear with myself and my sexuality with myself, like doing Taoist practices and um, discovering Tantra and doing those kinds of exercises, uh, both physical, like moving energy in my body and like that kind of thing, but also the emotional work of like, oh, wow, I have like not ever felt safe. Like I just haven't felt safe to express myself. And so I've like, like disowned this part of myself. And it really took me coming to terms with my, you know, my upbringing and really making like very conscious shift into expressing myself in new ways on purpose, like really actively doing it on purpose to bring myself into a space of of uh, uh, acceptance around that trauma but what i didn't know is how much it would give me in my creative expression in my my day-to-day life like how much energy i feel when i wake up in the morning how excited am i to go to work like i didn't think about that i was like oh i discovered this wounded place and i just noticed that i was shut down and i decided to do it and if anybody out there is thinking about it, gosh, there's just so many amazing tools to help uh, move through trauma. If you're anything like me, it really took trying a lot of different things a lot of different times. Uh, and then finally just choosing to commit like to chunks of time to really master my own practice and discover what was on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've done long, long-term trainings to like really move through all the stuff. We have so much conditioning. We have so much stuff that is just there 
piled on top of like our truth, our essence, our joy, our bliss. And it, it takes commitment to moving through it. But yeah, I think that keeping your, your eye on the prize, what's on the other side of it, what's the, what are the desires that, that you, you really want and, and knowing that you can get there and it's just going to take some work to, to do that. I would love to hear another fantasy. Ooh. <laughs> Should this time I do one that's been met? <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so excited because this is one of, one of my favorite fantasies. And honestly, I felt really embarrassed about it at first. So I had my birthday last year. And I had this amazing, amazing delectable cake. It was gluten-free. It was double chocolate cake. It had caramel filling. And the icing was, it was espresso icing. Wow. Like amazing, amazing cake. Amazing birthday party. It was such a joy. I loved it so much. And uh, after the party, there was, a, there was a bunch of cake left and it was sitting on my counter. And uh, later that night after I got home, I just saw it sitting there and I just gazed at it. And I was like, oh my God, like I want that cake all over me. Like that would be so hot, right? Just from looking at it. And, but I like, you know, I, I was like, I can't, you know, I can't have that. It's like, I'll make a mess in the kitchen and like, what are my roommates going to say? Whatever. So I just cut up the cake in some chunks and I put it in the freezer and I just left it in the freezer uh, for months. Oh, I feel so sad. (laughs) No, I know. But I, you know, I just, I didn't know how to get my fantasy met. But I thought about it while it was in the freezer. I thought about in all the ways that I have grown uh, from my upbringing uh, in that and had a really unique religious upbringing in addition to the abuse to my uh, mother and um, just all the things I had done to reclaim myself. And so about six months later, I just was like, all right, it's time. I need to do something about this. And I called a friend and she's having a party. And... um, And I was invited to come over and I asked her if I could um, make a special request for the after party. (laughs) And she said, well, you know, tell me more. So I told her that I had this, this cake and, um, you know, I wanted it to be squished all over my, my body. And it was, you know, I told her it had been my birthday. So she said, yes. Uh, she said yes. And I was so nervous to call her and I was so nervous afterwards. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to like actually get my fantasy met. Like, oh, the cake is sitting out on the counter thawing overnight. And I'm just like, it's like such a turn on every time I look at it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have my thing met. (laughs) So excited. And of course, you know, I come to the party and my friends who helped me meet my fantasy, it wasn't just my one friend, actually had a collection of uh, men and women who um, cut up the cake into little little squares so I could, they were easily squishable and I could feed them to people. And while they laid them out on the table, 
my friends are so inventive. I just thought of the cake, but they were like, oh, we're taking this to a whole new level. <laughs> so uh, my friends all sang me happy birthday while they spanked me in front of the table. Uh, and, and, you know, everybody was watching and taking turns thanking me. That was so awesome. And then I, I laid on the table. It was like a kitchen table. And they took turns. Uh, actually, yeah, they took turns squishing uh, the cake all over and just like rubbing it into my skin. And I would feed people cake. And then one of my friends brought over a full-length mirror uh, and held it over the table so I could see what I looked like covered in cake and uh, frosting. Uh, and it was just such a really, it was such a beautiful moment that, um, you know, I asked to help get my fantasy be met. Um, I found a way to do it, even though I wasn't in like a, a particular romantic relationship. And the beautiful part is at the end, uh, my friends, they so lovingly cleaned me with towels of hot water uh, to clean it off. And it was so, it was so like sweet and sensual at the same time I didn't even expect that and like now I have fantasy about being washed but um <laughs> uh, it was just a really it was a, such a cool way to literally like freeze my fantasy for a while and then like get that like I really do want this to happen and to take action and to have it turn out so just satisfying it was great I love it. So you had the fantasy, you took action, and you had created it. You knew what your desire was, and you took action towards it. And that's so beautiful. It, was, it took a lot of courage to do it, honestly. Like, it was, it was scary. Like, I felt scared. But I, you know, I, it was a way that it could be, it could be, safely done like in a way that I was comfortable uh, with people that I was comfortable with uh, and then look what happened like even more fantasy fantasy was met and created from that experience so okay I had maybe similar and you were there you got to experience it <laughs> at a birthday party a few years ago with two of my bffs uh just two of my favorite people in the whole world and one of them we have the same birthday and then the other one uh, hers is just a little bit later than that but I had a fantasy of having a huge blowout wildcat birthday party and I had this vision of like all of serving um, cacao drinks and like having these sexy women walk around in uh, like bikinis of um, like cheetah print, things like that, wearing their high heels, serving these drinks uh, that are like sh in champagne glasses. So cacao in champagne with like all these different elix elixirs that have like aphrodisiacs, um, things that are just going to have people really feeling high and turned on and really excited. Uh, we had amazing DJ, just awesome, uh, dancing all night long. I had uh, a pole for like pole dancers and a spank station. Uh, and of course, my gay husband, Case Erickson, who I've had on the show, gave me the ultimate spanking of the night, like he always does. <laughs> 
It was so awesome. But I would say probably the best part of the night was the cacao pool. Uh, So it was like, it was a a blow up pool, but like an adult size one, because we were in this big art warehouse. And the the pool, I filled it with cacao and coconut oil. And so it was like water, cacao, coconut oil. And like everybody's just getting in it and just, you know, being in this luxurious cacao elixir that had been created. And oh my God, it was so much fun. Just danced all night. Definitely one of the the highlights. We had about 300 people at that party. It was a good one. It was so sexy. Like the energy at that party was off the charts. Like everyone, because it was Wildcat, right? So like everyone was like, yeah, everyone came in costume. (laughs) It was so good. And that pool. Oh, honey, really? Like talk about creating new fantasies. Like, yes, please. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. That was fun. Like I, uh, right now it feels so good to party like that. <laughs> I want to party so bad. <laughs> uh, you know, and we did the whole thing. There was uh, no alcohol. It was like totally sober party. Uh, not that I'm like against having something to drink, but like it was just nice for everybody just to be able to party, have so much fun, and like not be and just be on like these these uh elixirs that are just really like lifting the vibration super high yeah I think that's so awesome that you did that and really refreshing you know I don't I'm not against drinking but I don't do it very often but there's something so special when people uh do like a like a cacao ceremony together like like there's like a journey that happens uh with the group that's really special Yeah. So I didn't use this cacao, but I actually went to uh, Guatemala a few years ago and worked with the cacao shaman there and went into ceremony and it was so amazing. I actually came back with 50 pounds of cacao in my backpack. (laughs) Like, and I had to, to get back to the airport. Like I took, I walked to the boat and then took the boat to a bus took the bus to another bus and then you know the airport so it wasn't like you know having 50 pounds of cacao in my backpack was just some easy thing you just throw it in the cab like <laughs> I had to work work hard for that fucking cacao <laughs> but I still have some of it and thankfully one of my friends I who has a place in Guatemala, like he'll bring, bring cacao back. And so I'm able to buy some from him pretty regularly to keep my supply up. But I love cacao. It's like my favorite thing to work with because it really does put you in that bliss state and like heart opening state and you feel just the natural highs, but it's not in any way like totally overtaking you where you're not still in control of yourself you know it's not gonna it's not like alcohol where you get drunk or you know you're not gonna get stoned from it it's just like a really nice bliss state to be in yeah I love it it's I love you said heart opening that's 
That's exactly, it's one of my very favorites for connecting with people on a really deep level and just having a lot of joy. Yeah, it's really beautiful, like with a lover too, to like have share that and then make love in that state. Mm. New fantasy. New fantasy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I wonder, ooh, I wonder, oh, ooh, I was like, I'll bring cacao to my island. <sighs> Yes, definitely, definitely have to have cacao on your island. <laughs> so um, I would like to see what kind of fantasies come up from the uh, card deck today. Mm, ooh, let's do that. I got us a fresh pack today. Ooh, yes. that made me what? Right. Oh my gosh, I do love this deck so much. Uh, and thank you, beautiful people who have been listening and getting the download off the website. It's so fun to have you uh, join in the conversation for our other decks. And um, it's just been awesome to see. Yeah, I would love to hear, by the way, what your responses are when you play the game. I love hearing that from people. So. The, uh, the the coupon code expired last week and you and I hadn't realized it, but uh, the listeners realized it. And I got so many messages. The, the coupon code is expired. The link isn't working. I was like, oh my God. Okay, we'll get it fixed. <laughs> we just put out the expiration date and in the works, be on the lookout in a future shows. I'm going to put together a new deal for you guys. So we'll keep with the same run right now. But I thought after we did that, I was like, gosh, we should update that and do something, maybe something different. So Ooh, all right. get it while it's hot, friends. Get it while it's hot. Um, so this is what the cards look like when they very first come out of the deck. Mm, look how beautiful they are. Oh, let's talk about sex. By the way, it's called the intimacy deck online because if you use the word sex, that sometimes you get flagged with stuff, which is just You get evident. flagged for lots of stuff. Right? It's like why we're doing this kind of work. Yes, the attack on sex. So silly. All right, do you want to pick a color? Or do you want me to just... I would love, ooh, I'm feeling very fiery. Show me the red. 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 Ooh, a turn off during sex is. Ooh, a turn off. Ooh, a turn off during sex. I mean, if you just can't find my clit, like that's kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually recently having sex and I really liked the guy, like super hot, great energy, but like in the, the sex was really rough, which I was okay with. I don't always like rough sex, but I really did want to be just like fucked that night. And so like, I was definitely like happy to have like just the, the rough sex and, but like, oh my God, like he just couldn't find my clit at all. And like he was trying to, he was like behind me, like doggy style with his hand coming around. And like, I get like, that's, and it's a hard angle to like stay on the clit from that angle. But I'm just like, 
then don't do it, you know, like, and I kept like moving his hand away because it was just making it more uncomfortable than anything. So that was definitely like not the, uh, <laughs> that part of the sex was not something I was happy with, but the, the rest of the sex was definitely like very satisfying. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes there's like just a thing that doesn't quite work. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it just was not working. Yeah, um, I would say a turn off for me. I really do not like anything in my ears, and I've had people. I don't mind if people like kiss, you know, my neck, and but any tongue in my ear is like no. <laughs> I just do not. I just do not like it. It tickles. And it also, it makes me like kind of combative. <laughs> it's like, I'm not into it. Um, so yeah, usually, I don't know. I guess I mention that sometimes, uh, but I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> no. What about the eyelid? The eyelid. Um, I actually have had somebody like very lightly kiss my eyelid and like under and like like my eyebrow kind of line and that was sexy but they weren't like licking it they were like like kissing it and like kind of blowing on it a little bit which was nice yeah <laughs> i had i had one lover i'm not with him anymore but he was really like there was just no boundaries between us at all like there was just nothing off limits and we we'd gone like super deep together and we'd been together a while and like we were like each other's only lovers most of the time that we were together and so it was like a very very deep connected sexual relationship and he would do that and like it definitely it was I felt like it, it was uh it was almost like it was intriguing and like it's an area that isn't commonly touched by somebody and so it was like even almost a, a sexual taboo in a way you know like typically you wouldn't be like touching somebody there in a sexual way and so it made it erotic and like it definitely was something it wasn't necessarily something that the sensation of it turned me on but almost just the novelty of it turned me on and the violation of boundaries in a way like not I don't mean like violating like in a, in a negative way but just like just it, typical sexual spot it was not a typical sexual spot and so like this this area uh he was like going into an area where no one else had gone before kind of thing and so in that way it was definitely sexy yeah but I don't think it's something that I've like I'm just having sex with someone that I just met that I would want them like licking my eyelid <laughs> yeah I get that I don't know it's kind of funny right like oh sure lick my pussy but not my eyelid <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I think there's something really to be said about novelty. Uh, there's something just attractive about something new. There's like this sparkle on it. So it's like you try it and it's like, oh, like what's this all about, you know? But it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that we try, we're going to want to do like 
you know, again, or like regularly as something that, you know, that really we enjoy. And I think going back to fantasy, that's part of the the fun of fantasy. It's like, doesn't mean that it has to be your go-to every fucking time. Like you just try something, see if you like it, have fun with it. And you know, if you don't, then don't do it again. Or maybe you liked it with one person, but you don't like it with someone else. And that's fine too. Totally. I mean, it's expected. I think that we would have like our main boundaries and that we would have different, maybe different boundaries with different people, like depending on, you know, level of trust or, I mean, there's so many different variables, but the point is to just explore and, and find new things uh, that are a turn on. And not be ashamed of them. And that is sex in Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.